It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yeah, it's time for Off The Leash on Big V Racing as we take you up until one o'clock when our race day coverage kicks in. George Ferruja joins me now to talk all things greyhound racing ahead of the final of the Australian Cup this Saturday night at the Meadows. Hello, Georgie. How are you? Not bad, Matty. How are you, mate? I'm well, thank you. I listened to you and Matty Stewart yesterday afternoon, tossing and turning over a few big issues. He's he's really on the bandwagon about Amron Boy, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's had a couple of punts on Amron <laughs> yeah, Boy. I think so, too. But, yeah, look, I mean, as, we, as we've discussed, and, and we're not selling um, the Ennis family anything that they already don't know. I mean, the dog's problem is, mm. is that first 50 metres and getting himself in a good enough position because after that, he's clearly the fastest dog in the country. But um, he does get himself into a little bit of trouble. And Fernando Mick, uh, the old-timer, God bless him, was, was off and gone. Yeah, he's been in sensational form, Fernando Mick, in the last six months, hasn't he, for, for David Gill. He just uh, does The age does not, you know, he just seems to overcome his age at the moment, Georgian, I look at this field on Saturday night for the Australian Cup, and without the big names there, the, the Amron boys and the Wow, she's fast of the world, I think he's as good as chances as any on Saturday night. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, look, I, I spoke to Maddie about this yesterday. If you go through the honour roll of the Australian Cup, and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, you can stake a, a claim for each of the winners and why they won the race. Like Luca Nevelk was a, a winner that, that I thought... When he won it, he was going to lead and be hard to run down. Dinah Double One was drawn perfectly. There was there was reasons as to why. And I, I tell you, there's probably eight connections who are going in here saying, we are a legitimate chance here. This race is as open as it can be. Um, and I think that the betting suggests that. There's um, Most of the greyhounds are under double figures. And, yeah, look, Mortified has come up as favourite at $3.40. But I'm, I'm with you. I think Fernando Mick incredibly uh, over four years of age, is probably racing as well as he can. His line of work in the last three or four months, Matt, if you consider it, almost won a Melbourne Cup mm. um, and then took out a Hobart 1000 and then is made an Australian Cup final after defeating Amron Boy. It's a fair form line. He's one of those greyhounds where box six shouldn't be too much of an issue if he can begin cleanly as well. So... Uh, I think he's in this up to his ears. He's currently getting around the $4 mark. Yeah, wonderful training performance. So, Georgie, this Australian Cup field and box draw, what do you expect to happen in the early stages of this race to, to shape it? Yeah, well, look, if you have a look at the heat winners, again, there was hardly anything between them to the first mark, Matt. And, and again, so they've, a lot of them have got early speed. The slowest of them was Victor Damien. He ran 5.16, had the benefit of box one, but we all know what a special young talent he is. So, um, I mean, no, I think that the rest of them were sort of in the, in the 5.05, 5.04, 5.06 range. Fernando Nick's slightly quicker at 5.02. So what you need to do is make sure that you, they've all got the early speed. They just have to begin cleanly from the box, Matt. And if you can do that, you give yourself an opportunity to win. I feel for connections of baby JC. And I'm not suggesting for one second, as I said, I think all eight dogs are a chance. But if she would have drawn closer to the fence, there's no doubt in my mind she would have started a favourite and shorter than what that favourite is at the moment at $3.40. I thought her win was very, very impressive. Um, she dominated. We discussed um, in that preview last week, Matt, if you recall, that she's got a nice little base of 30 starts behind her now. She's just a bona fide star. She began cleanly and gave nothing else a chance last week. It's just unfortunate that she's had to draw box eight. 
with Fernando Mick in six. So having to get around some of those quick beginners is not going to be an easy task. But, wow, she, she's got a group win in her. It could be Saturday night, but I'll tell you, if she drew her on the inside, she would have been my top tip for sure and certain. Mm. Great race. It's, as you point out, George, has got a terrific honour roll on, on Saturday night. We'll get another one added to the list. It's a, a terrific addition of the race. Can't wait for it. Also, can't wait for the, the Superstars final here, George. Corborn Magic's come up the $3.60 favourite with the tab. Ariane Bales at $4. Aston Velvet at five fifty, And Mapunga Ruby, who we know is so consistent over these staying trips, is also at $5.50. What do you make of the Superstars final? Well, well this too, Matt. I mean, six out of the eight um, finalists are under double figures. Mm. It's, it's a real head-scratcher. Sometimes these races, they emerge and you just say to yourself, yeah, look, there's a couple that I'm really, really keen on. Um, Corborn Magic is favourite, who ran third in his heat. And was okay without being really impressive. Ariane Bale was, was really impressive, and she just a little bit hit or miss at box horizon. The, the one I really want to talk about is Stagger Out Lee. I mean, before her last two starts, she just would tail out and then get to the line really strongly. She began really, really well to take out the zoom top, and again last week, she put herself in second or third position, and when Stagger Out Lee is that close, she's really hard to run down. So I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that she's $8.00. Um, there is some speed in the race, so I'm not going to. I'm not suggesting she's going to lob second, but she's actually hopped a box really cleanly and yet got herself in a really nice position with the luck to go. That wasn't Stagger Out Lee's caper last year, where she won that bold trees, where she come from dead last. So I don't know if it's uncharacteristic, but she's done it two weeks in a row. Can she do it three weeks in a row? Um, look, I'm leaning towards Aston Velvet at around the five dollar fifty mark, only because. As I said, there is a lot of speed in this race. She's probably one of the more consistent beginners. She took out the rookie Rebel last year um, from a, an awkward draw over the 600 metres. She's got terrific form over 700. I just think she might get a nice card into the race from box six. Um, she doesn't want dogs like Ariane Bale sitting too close to her Corborn Magic, these type of greyhounds. But um, I just think if she can find the front, she might be hard to beat. But I, I tell you... I have to admit, Matt, I'm not going in with a hell of a lot of confidence. It, it is as open a superstars as I've seen, uh, and that's, that is absolutely fair income. I mean, there's, there's some good early speed. Mapunga Ruby is racing consistently, but not sort of blowing dogs away at the moment. She's, as, I, as I've been saying for the last probably couple of months, the, the crown for the best stayer in the country mm. is still wide open. If Stagger Out Lee were to win, that makes it three group ones at this level, and you probably have to crown her as, as, as the number one, the queen. She mm. probably already is in some people's eyes, but it's, it's, it's still very wide open. Yeah, market certainly reflects that. Hey, George, I heard you guys yesterday discussing whether or not we'll see the big names on the undercard there on Saturday night. When do we get an indication for, for those fields? When will they come out? Yeah, they'll come out tomorrow. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll get a guide then of, of what's happening. Um, I'm not sure if they'll be out in time by the time we're on radio, but we'll, we'll surely discuss it. Look, it just depends on how both of them pulled up and whether they feel like there's that much of a campaign coming up where they, they wouldn't mind another couple of weeks off before they ready themselves for another Group 1 race. That could be well in the minds of, of, of um, especially Jackie and Cal Greeno, who historically have rested um, where she's fast and setter for some of these big races. But look, um, they might say, look, the whole plan was to race on, on Australian Cup night, seeing that they would have made it. So they might be in their peak fitness this Saturday night and ready to go. So we've seen Aston Rupi do it a couple of years ago where he didn't make the Australian Cup final, then came out and nearly broke the track record in the consolation running 29-39, which is the 
second fastest of all time. So um, there's a couple of different options there. It could be a cracking uh, Australian Cup uh, consolation, which again we discussed yesterday on radio. So watch this space. We'll discuss it on RSN as the week progresses. Do you like George that they changed the the qualification for the final from four semis to eight heats? Do you like that, or would you prefer it to be the old system? I'm, I'm not really fussed either way. I, I know, say, the races like the Golden Easter Egg are steadfast in their three-week series where you mm. can run second in a semi and still make a final. I know a lot of the uh, traditionalists um, would prefer it uh, as that three-week final. But you know what? Um, if you make the final and a couple of the big guns don't and you're one of the connections with those dragons, well, you're going to like that, um, that format, aren't you? Because mm. all of a sudden you're in the Australian Cup final without the likes of... We're actually fast and amber on board, and you have a chance to, to collect 300 large. And I tell you, it's just one of those races that can that is, is, is wide open. Yeah. I'll tell you what you can't do then, George, is you can't, or you probably, it makes it very hard for you to have a, a confident bet on one of the, the favoured runners in a futures market when they've got to get two wins on the board. It's very difficult to do that, isn't it? Yeah, it is tough. And look, the way the group calendar is structured at the moment, because there's so many group races going on, Sometimes it's kind of hard to have a three-week series without it in, um, overlapping into something else. So um, the Meadows have made that decision now, and, and that's fine. Um, you know, everybody knows now um, you win it. And, and, and the beauty is you go straight into a heat. There's prelims as well for greyhounds that want to join into the top 64. But, uh, oh, look, um, you know, I don't think there's any complaints. Uh, we all know what it is um, in the lead-up to it. So if you get beat, you've just got to cop it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's 9 to 1. We'll take our final break on Big V Racing. George will stay with us. There's plenty of Greyhound news to get through on the other side of that. We're with you right up until 1 o'clock when our race day coverage kicks in. This is Big V Racing presented by Racing Victoria's Vobus program. Victoria, the state to breed by own and race thoroughbred horses. This is Big V Racing. You're with Matt Nevin and George Ferruja is with us for Off the Leash on this Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Georgie, unleash Kalinda. Well, this Greyhound just continues to break records at, uh, at Hillsville. He's done it again fun. Um, I had a look at his form and his last 11 starts at Hillsville he's won on 10 occasions and to begin that streak he broke the track record over the 300 metres then broke his own track record a few starts later and now he's broken the record over 350 metres. As unstoppable a force over the over the um, straight track as I've seen um, absolutely um, and look in between he's had some runs at Sir Elgin and Warrigal and Ballarat and it was a really fast run at Ballarat but He's clearly suited to the straight track. He's a big 36.5 kilo dog that is well suited to that straight. And his run, running 18.64 there on Sunday was unbelievable. He's had 28 starts for 18 wins. And if you held the Hillsville Cup next week, he'd go in as one of the shorter prize pre-post favourites for, for a country cup you'll ever see. He's just, he's an absolute machine. And Panadero Warrior got the job done in the Group 2 Bulleye Cup. Yeah, it was good to see. He had made a couple of um, country cup finals in Victoria with not much luck. And, look, he drew beautifully off box eight um, in the Bulleye Cup and, and was just too good for trainer Paula Bella. He's, a, he's always been a talented dog and it was just desserts for a dog. who Yeah, he certainly deserved that victory up the VIX. We did very, very well there. When he's drawn off the track like that, he began really cleanly. He broke 26 seconds. He went incredibly well. Now, George, you're telling me that there's a greyhound called Scalacci, which might have a bit of ability. Yeah, look, it won on debut in 25.50 odd at uh, Warrigal, which is nothing to be sneezed at. They backed it off the map. I think it was about $3.50 into about $1.60. I, 
I'm not a huge fan of champion racehorses mm. and being named into dogs and vice versa. I mean, if I see something named Gloucester's Glass now that's running around at, at Randwick or something, I'd probably double take a little bit. And uh, the, the strike rate hasn't been good. There. Has there no. been many others? Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, we, we, we've had a greyhound called Black Caviar. There's yeah. one um, David Gill trains at the moment called Nature Strip. And mm. they just, I mean, it's hard for them to do, but they never sort of, there's never been two champions that have been named as a dog and a, and a, and a horse, I don't think. So um, maybe Scalacci is the, is the one. I'm, I'm not suggesting that he's in that um, realm yet, but his maiden victory was very, very fast. Um, connections have got very high opinion of him. And what I like to see is those ex-champions like Hardstyle Rico starting to produce some, some winners. He's certainly got a fast son there. And, um, yeah, we'll, we will keep an eye on Scalacci now. A lot of these young greyhounds that are showing some form will head towards Sandown for the launching pad, Matt, where you have to have under six wins um, to compete. You've got to buy a ticket as a sweepstakes worth $2,000 and, and you're in. And I think those tickets are, are just about sold out now. So um, we're building up a, a fair little race, that launching pad, because there's some fast greyhounds going around. All right, well, Scalacci might be able to buck the trend then, Georgie. I tell you what, it's not very creative, is it? It's probably more creative to go with half of mum's name and half of dad's. But anyway, each to their own. Each to their own. Scalacci might be the next superstar. You just never know. Absolutely, mate. Hey, uh, can we back a winner this afternoon? Yeah, we can. Um, race three, number eight, eight uh, Idyllic Eagle. This is at Horsham. Again, Paul Abello, who's on a little bit of a hot streak at the moment. This greyhound's had the two, stars, the two good placings including a run at Sandown where he ran 29.77 in the heat of a, a good maiden series. So you'd think off the draw he'd be incredibly hard to beat. Race three, number eight. Quaddy numbers, first leg, two and one. Second leg, five, one and eight. Third leg, one, four and six. And we come home with four, six and two. Uh, Wallagall tonight, race ten, number six, Spaghetti Legs. Funny name again, but this is a greyhound that dead-heated. Um, with Baby JC in the in the Ballarat Oaks, and I mean, if, oh, you wouldn't find a better form line. Look, it's not an easy race, but Spaghetti Legs has got good speed, racing in good form, and we're keen to have a play here. Race ten, number six, Quaddy numbers. First leg, six, one and seven. Second leg, five, four and seven. Third leg, six, seven and two. And we come home with one, two, five and four. Sensational work as always, Georgie. Good luck this afternoon. You enjoy a bit of sunshine, and we'll talk tomorrow on the Big V. Will do, mate. Talk to you then.